All right, Sandy Rios with you at the very noisy CPAC 2024. It's really the place to be. I mean, if you're a conservative and love, you love this country, this is just a stimulating event. And uh, I'm surrounded by talk show hosts who are, you sometimes, they talk louder than I do, so I have to turn the mic up, so I hope you can hear me. But I am uh, so blessed and privileged to be here. I, I actually was on the stage this morning hosting a panel uh, with uh, Jeff Clark, the assistant, former U.S. assistant, Attorney General for uh, Trump, and uh, who was, you know, the FBI raided his home, and he was, they pulled him out of the house in his underwear. Some of you will remember that. So humiliating, and they weren't even arresting him. Uh, so we talked, and then uh, Jerry Perna, the mother, the, no, the aunt of Matthew Perna, who was, who had committed suicide. He was one of the J6ers. And so, as a matter of fact, uh, I'm getting ready to talk to Julie Kelly. That's what you're going to hear next. And Julie, uh, spoke uh, at CPAC talking about, you know, what's going on with January 6th with the, the pipe bomber at the RNC, which is actually, it wasn't at the RNC, we know now, and the DNC, and the suspicious activity around that, the number of people who've been arrested, uh, the number of people that the Justice Department still wants to arrest. We talk about all of that, and I and I know that you'll find it fascinating. Julie is uh, Julie's just the best. But, of course, you know that you can call us at 662-821-2040. You can write us at sandy at afr.net. You can email us at sandyrios.com. Our Facebook page, which is being revamped, is Sandy Rios 24-7. Uh, you can find us at afr.net. That's where the podcast is, but it's on every podcast platform. Hopefully your favorite, you'll be able to find it. Um, and also, our, our website is a great source uh, you can order the book there, Sandy Rio. What is my book called? God's Velvet Hammer. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot. Uh, so it, you could order the book there at sandyreels.com and also listen to the podcast. And just it's really kind of a one-stop uh, place for your convenience. Before we start the show, I want you to know, you know, I'm here today because why? A lot of reasons, but because my mother, my mother chose life. And you're here today because your mother chose life. The miracle of life is a gift that everyone deserves because every life is precious. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn's network of clinics. Preborn introduces babies to their moms through ultrasound. And after hearing her baby's heartbeat and seeing her precious baby, she's twice as likely to choose life. Through love, compassion, and free ultrasounds, Preborn has rescued over 280,000 babies. And every day their clinics rescue 200 babies. Now that is really a miracle. Just one ultrasound costs just $28. That's the cost of maybe a dinner. Well, maybe no dinner for one. Uh, but you can sponsor five ultrasounds for $140 to help rescue five babies' lives. If you would like to help, go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy. All right, well, uh, at this noisy CPAC. I hope that you will sit back and uh, just really listen hard uh, to this really great interview with Julie Kelly on this edition of Sandy Rios 24-7. From American Family Radio, Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. I think the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness. That we actually believe what we say we believe. A longtime Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. Seek justice. 
Not social justice, but God's justice. What's right and what's wrong. Cindy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. We've got to say this is the line. Life is sacred. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up. Speak up. Say something. Do something. Oh, well, it's my privilege sitting here on uh, uh, Media Row at CPAC to have Julie Kelly. Julie, Julie Kelly, my Irish friend from Chicago, who has a bright green jacket on. You look like you're, you should have like green earrings and or a hat or yes. the top of the morning to yeah. you or something. Shamrock. Uh, yeah. Beanie or something. Yeah. You know what? People know your name, uh, Julie, but what I have to say always about you, among other things, is that you are a real journalist. You are a boots-on-the-ground, hard-scrabble journalist, the kind that used to come out of Chicago, actually. Right. And uh, and so that's what sets you apart, besides your, just your, your own skill at that. Uh, but um, Julie has a sub-stack, uh, by the way, that I commend to all of you, that you can just keep up with what she's reporting uh, on a regular basis. It isn't just J6, although uh, J6 has what she's come to fame for, and rightly so. She's the author of Declassified and How... Democrats used the Capitol, Capitol protest to, to launch a war on terror against the political right. Uh, and um, as you all know that listen to me, you know that J6 is just a real nerve for me. And so I'm always grateful to be able to catch up with you, Julie. Thank you. You too, Sandy. Thanks yeah. so much for yeah. covering my work and having me on and, and bringing this information to your viewers and, and listeners. You know, actually, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning I'm going to be hosting a pa- panel with Jerry Perna. The mother of Matthew, who killed the himself. Yeah, the aunt of Matthew Perna. So we're going to cover it here at CPAC, which I'm so proud to say. Because, uh, Julie, I find it amazing that uh, I think the rank-and-file American, I wish I would put that category in, even conservative, doesn't really know the truth about J6. They don't. Um, but I, I will say I think that... They're paying attention now. Yes. And I do think that the indictment against Donald Trump that was handed down by Jack Smith in August of last year for January 6th heightened people's awareness and renew their interest in what this January 6th prosecution is all about. You know what I think, too? Uh, I think that because of COVID, okay, I'm going to make a leap here. It's not really, though. But I think because of the wild exaggerations and misstatements uh, and manipulation about COVID that's actually gotten into the DNA of Americans for the most part, the shot and all of that, I think they're more more willing to hear that perhaps they've been played on the whole J6 narrative as well. It makes them more willing to listen, I think. I think so, too. I think that that is part of it. I certainly think, you know, the disintegration, complete disintegration of the Russiagate hoax and the fact that no one was ever held accountable for that. Um, But also, um, in addition to that, obviously the criminal uh, cases against Donald Trump, but people realizing the depth of the corruption at our Department of Justice and really all of our federal agencies in Washington, uh, including the federal courts, who just have no boundaries when it comes to using and wielding their power against Trump, uh, his associates, his family members, and now his voters. It is uh, jaw-dropping, astounding, and uh, it's just—it's—it's it's still for me. I, I have—I travel sometimes. I do believe it because this is what I talk about and live and study. 
Uh, but it's just like it, my, I just can't imagine my country being in this position, and yet we are. Uh, Julie, um, let's talk about something unrelated for a second. You wrote this morning uh, uh, about Alexei. I can't read my own writing. Navalny. I need my glasses. Navalny, <laughs> uh, who was uh, who died in a political prison. Now I I don't know if that's a big story because I don't I'm here and not looking. Uh, but you you asked this question: Who has uh, more political prisoners at this point? Is it Joe Biden or Vladimir Putin? Well, look, we know in addition to Donald Trump and his associates who have now been charged and both convicted by D.C. juries, Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro. Um, in addition to that, Sandy, more than 1,315 Americans have been investigated, arrested, charged, prosecuted, and hundreds convicted for their participation in January 6th. Now, in addition to that, as I said in my speech, that is not ending the DOJ and Matthew Graves, the U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, a Biden appointee, is now on track to arrest a J6er a day in 2024, more than three years after this four-hour disturbance where the only people who died were Trump supporters. You posted a clip of Biden kind of uh, spelling this out, which was fascinating. And so I will quote President Biden because he said... You just corrected the exact number. 1,315 have been charged. 900 have pled guilty or been convicted. And uh, uh, they have a combined uh, uh, prison term of 840 years. He's boasting about it, of course. He's very proud of that. But, Julie, you and I both know that one of the, one of the uh, counts, which is a felony, is obstructing an official procedure. And uh, say a word... Help, help people understand why that that's bogus it's a complete bogus charge and it's added all of these years to these people's sentences right so in order to juice the felony counts for january 6th the doj took this 1512c2 obstruction of an official proceeding a post enron statute passed in 2002 that dealt with document tampering or document shredding so this related to Arthur Anderson's shredding of their uh, records for Enron. So they passed this 1512C2 obstruction of an official proceeding, meaning you cannot tamper with, destroy, impair evidence in a, in a proceeding, meaning a criminal proceeding. The DOJ has now intentionally misinterpreted that statute, claimed that the events of January 6th represent an official proceeding, which of course they don't, and also that these now more than 330 people charged with this felony count punishable by up to 20 years in prison, but also two of the four counts in special counsel Jack Smith's criminal indictment against Donald Trump in Washington for J6 and the election. The good news here, as I try to end my speech with a little good news, is the DOJ's weaponization of that statute is now before the Supreme Court. And if the Supreme Court, and they granted cert, it takes four justices to grant cert, meaning, yes, we will accept this case. We are going to look at the appellate court ruling that upheld the use of the statute. Four justices have to agree. Four. Gosh. Four granted cert. Bar. Well, they already did it. Four granted oh, cert, okay. which is why, Sandy, uh, the DOJ, federal judges who have put their 
judicial imprimatur on the use of that are now backing away from it. Are you kidding? No. Like some of these DC, I, the I DC can't think of a nice word. There's no, there's no good words for any mm. of the judges there, and I'm mm. talking Trump judges. Yes, all of them. All of them. But there was one, Carl Nichols, a Trump-appointed judge, was the only judge to dismiss the 1512C2 against three defendants. Here's the great part of the story. DOJ appealed Judge Nichols' Nichols dismissal. The reason it got to the Supreme Court is because the DOJ appealed Judge Nichols dropping it. I did not know that. So let's relish for a moment the fact the most common nonviolent felony associated with January 6th could be reversed by the Supreme Court because the DOJ brought it there. Has anybody done the calculation on how many people that will affect? Well, uh, more than 330 now have been charged. Okay. Uh, last, I just looked at the sentencing chart from DOJ as of the middle of February. Uh, I believe 98 have been sentenced to prison terms for either a conviction or plea deal on 1512C2. It will, um, the former chief judge, Beryl Howell, has said out loud that this is going, could deluge the court in May or June. Uh, Of course, the Supreme Court term ends in June. Oral arguments are scheduled now for April 16th. Wow. They could render an opinion in mid-May, end of May, June, and the federal courthouse in Washington will be up for grabs with J6 defendants who have been convicted or who have simply been charged. They are now postponing sentencing hearings for those convicted of 1512C2. They are asking the government to seek plea deals on other counts outside of 1512C2. Um, They've released a few defendants who are in jail simply because of 1512C2 and a few misdemeanors. These judges know what's coming. Not only will this be complete humiliation for the DOJ, every single judge, I think there's 17 judges on the district court and appellate court who have upheld that count. It will be the biggest black eye for our nation's capital legal and judicial system, I think, in the history of our country. Wow, Julie, that is such great news. I think about so many J6ers that I've interviewed and families uh, who have really, they did nothing. They walked through the Capitol. They, I don't know, they posted on Facebook and they got charged with this. And it's, it's, um, it's just and refreshing. And those, Sandy, who went into the building after the joint session recessed That's right. at 220, they didn't obstruct anything. They didn't obstruct anything uh, because the, the joint session had already adjourned. So, but it doesn't matter to this DOJ. And the reason why it doesn't matter is because the judges in Washington are nothing more than a rubber stamp for Merrick Garland and Matthew Graves. I I am just, uh, I'm shocked. I really am. I know you are too. And we're shocked about how many have been held. Some are still in the JC, uh, the DC jail and other jails around the country. They've been sent because they were separated. I just uh, met a woman. Her son is a J6er. He is in prison in Montana. Um, convicted of obstruction and two counts assault on an officer. Now that could mean pushing an officer. That could mean screaming at an officer and shoving him, whatever. And he's in there with five others. She gave me the photo, five other J6ers in a prison in Montana for a four-hour disturbance incited by police. 
Do you see Matron on Capitol Peace no, that day? I, yes, yes, we should add that because and we won't go into all of that. It's on the videos. I would recommend um, Epoch Times has a great new video on this. Yes, uh, they and, do. and many others. So I'll just say that one. Uh, but we're learning more and more. We're getting more uh, the uh, the videos out of Congress that Kevin McCarthy and the committee refused to release. Right. Do we have everything now? We do not. We're a long way from getting everything. Well, who's holding that up now? Well, it's not so much holding up. It's very, it's it's sort of a complex process to upload all these, I think. That, and look, the Department of Justice and Capitol Police are fighting hard against House Republicans for releasing this. These tapes have been considered sensitive government materials since March of 2021. Um, they are under strict protective orders. They have been in every single case. The DOJ and Capitol Police Democrats never thought these videos would see the light of day. And so it's a struggle to get them out. Um, you know, I wish that they were being posted a little bit quicker. Um, of course, Congress is overwhelmed with a little busy. crises. Yeah. Uh, but this is a priority, Sandy, as you know, to the base. And so, um, and I think that it's a growing concern. And I think that's why you see House Republicans. Uh, like Tom Massey and Representative Barry Loudermilk, of course, MTG, Paul Gosar, Andy Biggs, people like that were there at the very beginning. Uh, Louis Gomer yes. is not there anymore. Um, but they were really the ones who, who took this from the very beginning uh, and, were, and were rattling cages in Washington. And now it's, it's a top issue. And now what I find amusing is the media and Democrats and Biden administration and federal judges enraged that we are shifting the narrative about January 6th. They know it's falling apart, and they are not happy about it. Like their Russiagate narrative, uh, you know, they just never, it's really, it's foolish. It gets, you know, when I was a kid, uh, communism was a very big deal, and we studied all about it. We used to hide under our desks thinking, you know, there was going to be a nuclear war with uh, Russia and all of this, Uh, and we learned what they were being taught. Um, and sometimes I hear things, I think, how could people believe that? How could they do that to people? Why would they? And now we're living this, this propaganda. We're watching it before our very eyes. Exactly what uh, Radio Moscow, which, I, by the way, I did the first America broadcast out of Radio Moscow okay. you, well, in, during the Soviet Union. But uh, Radio Moscow and um, uh, Pravda, uh, they were masters, masters of propaganda. I think better than in our, even our press, because they would like play a double game. But that's what we're seeing now. That when you're onto it, you see it. But the American people, it's too just too hard to comprehend, Julie. And that's why what you're doing is so important. Um, what do you think is the most? There have been some people exonerated because of the release of those tapes. I think of the uh, the sh- um, Jacob Chansley. Jacob Hansley. Mm-hmm. Chansley. Is Chansley. Chansley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, has he been? What was? I can't recall if he was in prison, if he was released. What I don't know what his status is, but the video clearly showed he did nothing. He was released earlier this year. I interviewed Jacob a few months ago. He's actually running for Congress. Oh, wow. He's a very intelligent man. I remember I listened into his sentencing hearing, and I was really shocked at you know how intelligent he was because, of course, the media just turned him into a caricature. Uh, but he's a veteran. He suffered from uh, mental health issues. It's certainly exacerbated by 300-plus days in solitary confinement. Denied release on the 1512C2 count alone. Um, and so I'll tell you, Sandy, what, what is um, heartening to me is seeing J6ers come out on the other side. 
yes. being released, um, still loving their country, wanting to serve, um, and rebuilding their lives that this DOJ tried to destroy. That, to me, is a real story of American success, that these people have been so demonized, not just by DOJ and these judges, but the corporate national media, even their local hometown newspapers, vilifying them, and they come out amazingly, um, in some cases stronger, uh, and in some cases, you know, more devoted to saving our country from these people. Just a couple of other things quickly. Um, so we talked, Joe Biden mentioned how many people have confessed, you know, they, they pleaded guilty. Uh, explain quickly why, why that happened. Did, were they, did they feel really badly about what they had done? Did they think they were guilty? We don't know their minds, but what persuaded them to plead guilty? Well, uh, two things. Number one, in many cases, the DOJ, and they do this all the time, it's not just January 6th, if you don't take a plea de deal, we will add more serious charges to your indictment. That happens all the time. Um, so the threat of that and the Hobson's choice of, do you take a plea deal and get a lesser sentence? Or do you go before a D.C. jury that hates you, that wants you, as one Proud Boy defendant said, wanted us dead underneath the courthouse? Or do you take your chances with the D.C. jury? And as I said in my speech, DOJ has a perfect conviction record before D.C. juries, not a single J6er. Two years of trials, more than 100 trials, has been completely exonerated uh, by a D.C. jury. And that is stunning evidence that none of these trials should be held in Washington, but that's the choice these uh, defendants face. As one of them, Jake, Jake, whose last name escapes me in this moment, I've interviewed him so many times, uh, but some of them have been in there almost three years, uh, which is unbelievable. And then they're young men. And then I just, I got an email from another, a mother of one of the kids, kids, guys, young people. They're not young now. They're, I know. Yeah, right. they're languishing and they're all ages. But um, right. uh, she just told me there's a woman who has a lot of children and she now has been, uh, she has to go to jail. She's scared so to death. So that's Rachel Powell. Uh, she's a woman from Pennsylvania, I think a mother of eight. I was at her sentencing. Royce Lamberth, again, this judge, Reagan-appointed judge, who can't even get out of his chair, who falls asleep during jury trials, uses a walker, but refuses to relinquish his throne of power as a judge in Washington, uh, sentenced to, I believe, 57 months in prison. She's also a grandmother. It, that's just amazing. So I, the reason I wanted to mention that is that it's not over. You did say that. They're, they're ramping up. They're going to start arresting. Didn't you just say, like, one a day? Something like that? They are on pace already this year to arrest one J6er yeah. a day, and Matthew Graves has promised to almost double the current caseload to exceed 2,000 defendants. Well, I thank God for your journalism. Thank God for you, Julie. And uh, and because uh, you've done such great work, I've been able to report it. So I'm yes, really grateful you. to you. Thank you. And uh, I think the families are encouraged by your work and the fact that some things are sorting out. And, of course, we're heading toward an election, and we need members of Congress to find their... Um, you know, man parts Spine. and yes. do something about this. Yeah, I agree. So uh, Julie Kelly, again, you can find her Substack online, Julie Kelly Substack, and her book is How Democrats How Democrats <laughs> Use the Capitol <laughs> Protest to Launch a War wrong. on Terror Against the Political Right. No, I can't see without my glasses. Anyway, you. Julie, thank you so much. God bless you. You too, Sandy. Thanks you. so much. Thank you. This is Sandy Rios 24-7 on American Family Radio.
Well, if you have the means, would you consider a leadership gift to save babies in a big way? Uh, a little different than your $28 donation for One Ultrasound. Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies. To donate, all you have to do is go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy, and you'll never be sorry. You know you won't. You will never be sorry you did this. Hi, this is Sandy Rios, and I miss you in the mornings. But now I'm hosting a podcast, Sandy Rios 24-7, which is available at AFR.net and SandyRios.com. Well, I finally finished that book. God's Velvet Hammer chronicles God's call in my life from a small-town girl to Berlin, Germany, Radio Moscow to North Korea to Washington, D.C. I talk about Sasha Girl. That was my disabled daughter. I talk about I Got the Music in Me. That's a chapter on my music life. Lost in India and Other Adventures is hilarious. You won't want to miss it. I talk about my sweetheart, the blessing of Bruce. And then a mysterious chapter called My Green Face and the end of it all. Oh, I think you'll enjoy it. Like the Apostle Paul, these are my shipwrecks and my adventures. All for Christ and His kingdom. God's Velvet Hammer is available wherever books are sold. And remember, Sandy Rios 24-7 is available at AFR.net and SandyRios.com. Well, wasn't that incredible? I mean, Julie is truly an incredible journalist. You know what I love, actually, about her is she, if I say something wrong or if I get a fact uh, not quite right or a number, she corrects me. And, you know, I welcome that because that it shows you how careful she is in her reporting. And I want to be accurate, too. Uh, so I just, I, I have never had a problem with that. I love it because I know that's how careful she is in her reporting. It's uh, stuff you can trust. So uh, if you enjoyed this, I hope you'll share it with your friends, your neighbors, your family members, uh, Sandy Rios 24-7. And um, you can find us on any podcast platform, your favorite platform. There we are. You can go to our website, sandyrios.com, and listen to the show. You can also order my new book, God's Velvet Hammer. Uh, you can go to Sandy Rios 24-7 on Facebook and uh, you know weigh in on the conversation with each other. It's great for you to talk to each other. Um, and, uh, you know, you know where to find us. And so I hope that you enjoyed. I am confident that you enjoyed this edition of Sandy Rios 24-7.